0: It's a, it's a great honor for me and a privilege to be invited to uh, speak to you. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I trembling, I trembling, to be honest. Um, so I just the whole time I worship God and uh, I just pray, Lord, be with me. Um, uh, help me to glorify you because you deserve all. Our glory and honor, uh, we we give praise to you, Lord Jesus. So this month is our just global galaxy, right? Yeah. Global galaxy, and I, I was tasked to uh, to speak about global transformation, activating global transformation, um, and I I I have a privilege to witness what God is doing around the world. And I tell you, um, I am thrilled and excited uh, to see what God is doing. Uh, God can do more than we can imagine. So when we talk about Global transformation, uh, what, what are we talking about, <laughs> right? Because a lot of people are using the word transformation. Um, but we need to define it. We need to kind of uh, look at somewhere to know what it looks like, what does transformation look like, right? And what activate the transformation process, right? right. Um, and as a Christian, the Bible, the Word of God, is our source, right, of of everything. So I want you to open um, in Act chapter two, and then we will look at Act chapter four as well. Act chapter two, verse forty-two um, to forty-seven. But let me give you... Let's read from verse 41. Act two forty-one. So, those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Okay? Yeah. Verse 42 to 47. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were, were together and had everything, all things in common. And they were selling the possession and belonging and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes and receive their food with a glad and generous heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Now, I want you to continue reading chapter 4 and look at um, from verse 32 now chapter 4 verse 32 now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him were his own but they had everything in common and great and with great power, the apostles were given their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. And there were not a needy person among them. For as many as was owners of lands and or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the, uh, the apostle's feet, and his word distributed to eat as any had need. Thus, Joseph, who was also called by the apostle Barnabas, which means the son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of uh, Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostle's feet. So as we read the two passages, we see transformation, right? We see what God is using his people to bring about change, bring about healing, and bring about transformation. So let me say this out at the beginning, God is the one who transforms people. Okay, God is the one who transforms. But he does that by using his people. Okay, You read it many times in the scripture. God does signs and wonders to confirm the message that his apostle or his disciple bring to the people. So, again... God is the one who transforms, but he does that by using his people. So when we read Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4, we see what transformation looked like, right? We see that the believers devoted themselves to the apostle teaching, right? Fellowship, breaking bread, and prayer. Let me tell you, and, and we can look at um, throughout the scripture, there are three things that activate the transformation process. In verse 42, Luke already mentioned, they devoted to the apostle teaching. I mean, the number, number one thing, the first thing, to activate the transformation process is the word of God. Okay. Number two, we see that they sell everything in everything, right, and put, don't consider them, uh, their own, but have everything in common. Right? They sell their houses, their land and bring to the apostle and distributing as people need. Right? And that's, say the Bible said, there's no needy people among them. Because everyone receives what they need, right? And above all, God performing signs and wonders through the apostles, right? So all come upon everyone, right? We can see that God is using his apostle and other believers to perform signs and wonder. And above, we see that people praising God, people worshipping God, and they have favour with all the people in the city. Now, let me give you the context. At the time, there's a lot of persecution happened, right? From the Jew, right? (laughs) And from the Gentile, from the Romans. So, the Christian at this time face or or so many persecution. And yet, in this text, we see that God is transforming the people that they have favor from from other people. And people praising God. People need, were met by the believers. So we see, that is what transformation looked like. Right, I don't know about you, but I would love to live in the community where God's name were praised. His, you know, God is praised and, and glorified. Everyone has all they need—not they want, but all they need. You know, they need, and we see that signs and wonder were performed. And if you notice, look right—very similar event in Acts chapter two and Acts chapter four. What did he want to know? He wanted to know that these events is ongoing events. It's not one-off thing. Do you, you understand? It's ongoing event. And sometimes we think that, oh, you know, it's, it's a, a partial. Do all this thing. No. Look at verse 41 of chapter 2. 3,000 people were saved, right? And they are, they devoted to the apostle teaching. You see, these are new believers in the faith. So, everyone are called to participate in activating global transformation, activating global process. And the three things that I said, the word of God the love of God and the power of God. That is three things. And let me tell you, God, the, the fact that God is the one who transformed, taking, meaning ta- He take off our burden. It's not us who transform. If, if you think that we ourselves can transform, how much burden that we have to carry? But when we know that God is the one who transformed and he used us to activate that transformation process, the burden is slipped off. We can freely participate in activating that transformation process. You, you know what I'm saying. So whether you are youth, you can participate in transformation process. If you are old, you can't walk, you say, home, you still can." If you're a businessman, you still can. If you're a doctor, nurse, engineer, whoever, teachers, you still can participate in the transformation process, because God is the one who transformed, and He used us, His people, to do that, to activate. So three, remember three things that can activate. The transformation process, process. The word of God, the love of God, and the power of God. Right. Right. Okay? So, uh, it's really, it, it's really uh, uh, um, a freedom, right? When we know that God is the one who transforms and he uses us. Right? So now, what we need to do is to seek, to seek to bring that transformation, because we know what activate those transformation right. process, right? right? So, uh, that is the, the, uh, the, the first thing that I want to share with you. And these three things is actually in the Great Commission, the Word of God, the the, the love of God and the power of God is in the Great commission. What did Jesus said to his disciple, "Go and make disciples of all nations, uh, baptize them in the name of the Father, of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, to, to help them to know who God is and establish the relationship with Him. The Word of God. People, when God is the one who reveals Himself to us through the Scripture, so we need to bring the Scripture. We need to bring the Word of God to the people so they know who they should worship, right? Who they should have a relationship with, okay? And we can't do it without the Word of God. But the second thing in the Great Commission or the discipleship is. Teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you, right? Obedience. We 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 obey God because we have a relationship with God. Okay, we already have a God save us because of His goodness, because His mercy and His grace. Nothing we can do to earn that salvation, to earn that relationship. It's through his grace. And he has done that on the cross. So now we have a relationship with God. Now the natural response to that relationship is to obey his word. That's what is so important. You know, so obedience without a relationship is legalism or legalistic, right? But relationship without obedience is lawlessness. The, uh, relationship without obedience is lawlessness. Obedience without relationship is legalistic. And we don't want neither of them, right? We want uh, the way that we respond to God because what, ha- what he has done on the cross. And we uh, activate the global transformation by bringing the word to people, speak truth to different situation, right? Bring truth to the people. And the second thing is the, the love, the love of God. God, you see, radical obedience. These people, new believers, sell everything. And put everything in common and share with other people. Right? This is radical obedience. It's because they acknowledge and they understand and they experience the power, uh, the, the, the word of God and the, the love of God that saved them. Now they want to share that love to other people. Yeah. You, you, you understand? Yeah. Ah, you know, Jesus said, uh, whoever. Forgive much is love much, right? You remember the story of the, the, um, uh, the prostitutes and uh, wipe Jesus' uh, feet with his, her hair and the, the oil, right? And he tells the story of two people who, who own, one is 50, I think, one, and one is 500 denarii. denarii. And and he asked the, Simon, the, the, the Pharisee, who do you think that loves the pastor the most? Of course, the one who forgiven the most. And he said, these new believers in Acts chapter 2 experience the love of God. That they are forgiven, they are loved, they are uh, claimed, right? Now they respond with the love of God to other people. That activates global transformation, and the last one is the power of God, right? You remember uh, uh, in chapter 4, we see that the, um, the apostle and other believers were persecuted by the Romans or the, the, the religious leaders, right? And these people... What, they, they were beaten up, they were put in prison, and God set them free. They come home, what did they do? They get together, and they pray. <laughs> they pray. They pray that God will give them bonus brave, to continue to uh, testify about the, resu- the resurrection of Jesus. Right? And God, this miracle, right, through their prayer, if you look in Acts chapter 14, 16, we'll see that uh, God confirmed their testimonies by signs and wonder. You see, the word of God, the love of God, and the power of God activate global transformation. and And, and all of us can participate in that. Now, how do we um, translated into our work in Reconcile World. So my wife and I lead in an organization called Reconcile World, and we have a lot of ministry in uh, Reconcile World, and one of the programs is called uh, Truth Center Transformation, okay, TCT program. And we acknowledge, we see that 80% of pastors are not trained. They're, they don't have any training. Okay? 20% got the training, but barely applied. So through this train, training, with, through TCT program, we equipped the pastors and the congregation, the Word of God, through training. It's, it's, uh, when we do face-to-face, it's five years. Uh, but now, because of COVID and all that, we have an online uh, uh, training. So every week we write a very short sermon, right, and send it uh, through WhatsApp. And let me tell you, thousands of churches at this moment around the world, you know, mostly in Africa and Asia, are preaching the, the same sermon that we produce every week. You see how much, how powerful it is, right? And so, and you, all of you, because of your generosity, that enable us to do this work. Wow. You, you, you're not someone that sits in the back. No, you are participating in global transformation through your given, through given to us and our organization to enable us to do this work. Right. And so, we, we bring training, we bring the word of God to the pastors so that they equip their congregation so that they can go out and love their um, community. So uh, let me read uh, to you a couple of stories of uh, that I just received and uh, I didn't edit it anything anything uh, but this is what transformation looked like in other part of the world. Okay, so this is from India. Uh, one story, uh, one person said, Ever since we have done the TCT training, the mindset of the believers have changed. They have become aware of loving their neighbor through acts of love. Below the street where people live, run the sewage water. Uh, this is covered by the cement slab. In this village... In many places, the slabs were broken, so the sewage water overflowed in the street and was generous for those walking. Little children could fall in and get hurt. This church decided to use their own resources to repair the broken slabs. Some neighbor asked why they are doing what the village had should have, done, should have been doing. The church responded, that they saw the difficulties of the people, and so all the members contributed some money to get the repair done. The impact of this act was that many people who did not talk or interact with the believers have now become more friendly and started to interact with them in the community. One couple has started attending the church worship. So we can see that it's very simple. They, they fix the, the problem, right? The Schuetz water overflow the street. And people ask, why do you do that? It's be, and they share the love of God and change the attitudes and the behavior of the people in the communities. Before they're hostile to the Christian, now they are friendly and open to the gospel. Uh, another story Uh, During the winter, we distributed blankets to some of the needy people in the village. And I, the person who testified, and I also make sure that I gave blankets to those who oppose us the most. (laughs) Today, they are not against us anymore and are more friendly toward the church. We also gave rations to 55 widows who did not have much. There are many Brahmins in our village. They felt that since the church is doing this, they sh- should also do acts of love as well. And so two Brahmin family also started distributing racing to others. We have become a positive influence in our village. So as you can see, these the churches, they purposefully give blanket to the people who oppose, us, who oppose them the most. <laughs> and it changed the way that they um, see the church. And also the prominent, the, the people that consider the, the high you know, uh, educated people in the community, they see what the church has done and they follow. <clears throat> see, that's what mul- multiplication look like. God used the obedience of these people and inspire other people, the people from other faiths, to do the same. At the end of the day, people's lives transformed. People's lives have been changed. So, uh, just to recap, God is the one who transforms. Okay? And he used us, he used his people to bring that transformation, to activate that transformation. And the three things that activated the transformation process is the word of God, the love of God, and the power of God. Let me tell you, prayer works. <laughs> prayer works. God works miraculously. Right through our prayer, I remember <clears throat> uh, one church in uh, in uh, the country I, where I come from uh, the church see that people have to carry their uh, rice and cassava heavy on their their back to walk on the the track and the mountain track from. Where they farm to their village, or from their village to where they sell the products. And it's heavy, heavy load, right? And it's, it's really difficult. So they just say, okay, we're gonna widen the road so that people can ride motorbike, can put the, their products on the back of the motorbike and drive. It's much easier, right? And so they, they build a road and they come across someone. Uh, there's not a Christian. And so they come and ask um, the person permission so that they can build the road across their land. And that person said, you have to compensate for the land that you, you, you took to build the road. Uh, and the church said, we don't, we don't have money. So they asked, they ask, uh, the, the guy said, no, no, no. The church didn't give up. They come home, they pray. They get together and they pray. And they pray. The next morning, the guy who refused to let the church build the road came to the church and said, okay, now you can um, build the road through our land without any compensation. And he himself also participated in building the road. (laughs) So as a result, you know, the people in the village has a road to uh, go to the village or uh, to their uh, market or to their farm easily. You see, God' power worked through these people' prayer, right? And changed the heart of this man. Not only he allow to build the road through his land, he participate in it. That is multiplication. That is the power of God work through prayer. So I want you to to understand that all of you, all of us can participate in the uh, transformation process. Anyone. Anyone. So let us seek